Welcome to the Sunday Times Politics Weekly, where we unpack the big political stories of the week. My name is Mike Siluma, and my guests this week are Umawanda Mashabalala, who's the Sunday Times political journalist, as well as uh, the Sunday Times politics editor, Uusbongagonke Wagashoba. This econ is racist. I've never, ever been a spy. Can the VBS bank loot? The problem is that pinky. I'll never subject myself to whiteness. I'm listening. Can you have consistency, Honorable Chair? Corruption was an Olympic sport. They will always win gold. This is not a shit. Can you please come in? Welcome to the show, folks. In our stories this week, we will be looking at uh, Jacob Zuma's legal troubles following the withdrawal of his lawyers from his corruption trial. Uh, we'll also be looking at developments at the State Capture Commission, whose offices were beggled this week. Uh, and uh, we'll round off uh, by looking at uh, the long-running step-aside issue, uh, which is playing itself out in the ANC. Uh, let, let's start with you, Mawande. Uh, once more, thanks very much for joining us um, the, the, what, what is one to make of the burglary that happened at the uh, State Capture Commission uh, offices? Uh, thank you very much, Pramay, for inviting me uh, once more. Hey, uh, that, that's, a, that's a tough question, uh, Pramay. You know, one uh, may end up sounding like a conspiracy theorist uh, on this one, but I guess uh, we, 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 we must comment anyway. Uh, you know, Pramay, of course, the work of the commission is important for the country to move forward from the chaotic uh, so-called Zumayas. And uh, the, the, much as the commission is important to the country, it is very detrimental to a lot of individuals who are seen as those that enabled uh, corruption, state capture, and, and fraud in, in government and institutions uh, of government. So, of course, it was never going to be a free ride for the commission, especially uh, for those that stand to lose something from its findings. And we know for a fact now that the commission is going towards uh, wrapping up its work and which should be issued around June, July, or somewhere there. Mm -hmm. So obviously, uh, uh, you know, the worries or concerns among those that are, are where the proponents of the so-called state, state capture project are beginning to rise now that uh, we are reaching towards the end of the commission. And some will be concerned to know what is it that the commission has in its possession to try to predict the findings. Um, am I going to be implicated? And how am I going to be implicated in the report and, and stuff like that? So it is expected that the people who are worried would be the ones most likely to want to know what does the commission has in its possession and thus uh, try to get in by force to get to see for themselves what is it that the commission has in its possession? I, I think that is what could have happened, Pramay. But I think as the uh, police investigation unfolds, we'll get to know more about uh, the possible scenarios of what could have happened. Yeah. And and what, what was the commission's response? Of course, the commission said, uh, the, the, in fact, it was not the only one. The one that was reported this weekend, there was another one before, which was not uh, publicized. So it was the second one. But I think the previous one, the first one they said, the commission said was just a bullet hole and a bullet inside uh, the, the commission offices where it stores its documents and, uh, uh, you know, digital uh, stuff. So the commission said, of course, they opened the case and they are waiting 
for police to investigate and get to the bottom of the issue, which I think is the most sane way to handle uh, the issue. But of course, the, the commission chairperson did comment that uh, this, if it is intended to intimidate the commission or derail it, it is not going to achieve anything. And as such, many people had expected that maybe on Monday, the commission was going to say, let's hold off, let's postpone, let's, you know, or maybe this week, let's postpone while this issue is being analyzed. But as far as the operations of the commissions are concerned, the, the attempted burglary or the burglary uh, didn't uh, uh, derail the commission at all, as the commission has been continuing at an even much uh, higher pace, uh, such that this week we've had 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. sessions since Monday, and today, mm, yeah. uh, up, to, up to Friday, it will be the same thing. So it seems whatever, if the, uh, the intention of the burglars or their handlers was to derail or intimidate the commission, it didn't achieve anything. If anything, it motivated the commission to be much more hardworking in its fact-finding mission from it. Yeah, I, I was very surprised, you know, because it didn't seem like the 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 whoever whoever did the the, the burglary uh, that that they were wanting to take a lot of things. You know, I mean, it, it looks like you know a, a couple of laptops that that's all they took. You know, more or less. Oh, as, as I was saying, of course, it would be a specific individual or individuals who are really interested in information that relates to them or that relates to people that implicated them or that are going to implicate okay. them. So they, yeah. wouldn't, they wouldn't be wanting to take everything. And maybe when you take a, a, a laptop or a computer, you're hoping that you will uh, get hackers to hack in and get to the file that you are interested in. And maybe with the hope that it only exists digitally and thus by destroying it, you are derailing the commission. That is about to close such that if the commission doesn't have that work thought in, in any other way, but digitally, it may find itself having, not concluding that piece of uh, a testimony or evidence that relates to you, the party that is being implicated. Oh, okay. And and then, you know, just, just very quickly, uh, for, 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 for the, who are the, the kind of uh, interesting characters who are likely to be coming before the commission in the next week or so? Well, of course, the interesting character that is coming next week is the president of the country, President Cyril Ramaphosa, in his very first appearance to the commission. There's a lot that has been said about him. Uh, you would remember the issues of crime relief and ESCOM, uh, also Macherakov and ESCOM, uh, you know, trying to place uh, uh, President Ramaphosa in the crime scene. And just generally, his role uh, as, as a member of government during that time and what his government has done so far in trying to avoid what happened in the previous administration. So I think there's a lot of uh, interest in that particular uh, uh, testimony of President Cyril Ramaphosa. But for me, the most important uh, 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 witness that among the remaining ones as the commission is wrapping up its work is uh, uh, Mr. Arthur Fraser, the former Director General of the State Security Agency. There's a lot of things that have been said about him and how he participated in all sorts of rogue intelligence gathering and weaponization, politicization of the state security agents during his time as a director general. And, and in fact, as early as this week, he was once again implicated in how he was involved in setting up counter-vetting or in fact rogue vetting such that if you were vetted, but they want to, you are an enemy of whichever faction that he was working for, they would do mm. uh, other revetting. The case of uh, Mgodi was, was 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 mentioned on how 
they embarked on revetting him after he was issued with a top secret vetting certificate, you know, security clearance certificate, and also how the uh, same was done to the IGI, uh, Mr. I- Dr. Isaac Dindwe, and how same uh, revetting rogue processes were employed as well in uh, blocking Mr. Robert McBride in getting uh, another term as the IP, I, 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 IP head. So for me, it, it is very, very important because much of the work of state capital wouldn't have been a success if a state security agency didn't go rogue and try to do work that was uh, uh, underhanded to intimidate or to implicate falsely those that were opposed to the state capture project. So for me, if the commission finishes without uh, other phrase being made to account, I think that a significant part of the state capture project will be left hanging and not understood. And it, it is well possible that he may not testify because there are issues of documents that he has asked for which are classified that he mm-hmm. said he has asked for them to, to be declassified before uh, he testifies but uh, what was interesting last week uh, the head of the legal team mr paul pretorius said uh, mr fraser in any case has uh, important information uh, that should be beneficial to the commission and that he must testify in any case even in the absence of those classified documents because i also feel that he uses the classified documents as an excuse perhaps to avoid accountability by saying he will only testify if those documents are declassified because they will enable him to testify fully uh, with, and give a, a proper complete picture. So that's for me, that's one witness that I think should by all means mm. necessary. Uh, testify before the commission closes. Mm. So, so from, from from what you're saying, it may very well be that he ends up being subpoenaed to appear. It, 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 it looks like that may well be the case because, but there was a glimpse of hope last week when his lawyers appeared on the issue of, uh, of, of the declassification of the documents in that it seemed that there was no longer a legal battle between him and state security agency. And, and it seems like they, they've been handling it in a brotherly manner of saying they will declassify, of course, there will be maybe reduction of certain information that cannot be revealed in those declassified documents. So I, I really hope that process gets uh, completed uh, quite soon, such that there is no need for him to be subpoenaed. But even if that is the case, I think there will be a need for him to be subpoenaed so that at least the state, the role of the state security agency will be complete and the full picture will be understood through his testimony, Okay, and b- before I let you go, uh, Mawande, you said that the, the commission is expected to finish its work June, July. Does that mean all evidence had and uh, the Deputy Chief Justice's uh, report done, or is it just the hearings that are supposed to be finishing around July? No, 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 that, that is the completion of the whole work. Remember, Prang, I said previously that uh, when the commission, in its latest approach to the court for an extension, it was supposed to have completed its uh, uh, its work in March, including the report. But when it saw that that was impossible, they approached the court and asked for a three months extension. And in that court application, they had argued that they would wrap up uh, 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 the oral hearings in end of March, April, and then use two and a half to three months to compile the report and have it ready by end of June, early July. But of course, already there's a delay in that oral hearings that were supposed to have been put to bed are still continuing. And as I said before, they will spill over to May, which presents a, a, a bit of a challenge there about whether the commission will have enough time 
to finish its uh, compilation of the report or it will have to approach the court once again to have another extension which presents challenges of financial implications but the June for now is the standing deadline to complete all work hearings and the report combined Okay. Uh, Mawanda Mashabalala, we'd like to thank you very much for joining us uh, on the Politics Weekly. Uh, we hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you very much, Pramak. Let, let's now go to another issue of the week uh, that relates, of course, to the man who is supposed to be at the center of the State Capture Commission, but and yet he is not there. Uh, the former president, uh, Jacob Zuma. Uh, it looks like uh, the former president is having legal problems that are mounting by the day? Yes, Pramik, uh, yeah. So this week it emerged that um, his attorneys, um, uh, Mabuza attorneys, uh, the lawyer Eric Mabuza, um, filed uh, a notice of withdrawal uh, in the Patamarisbeck High Court uh, saying that they will no longer be representing uh, Mr. Zuma. Um, there is a lot of speculation about the reason because reasons are not stated in the... In, in the notice itself. So there's a lot of speculation out there why um, um, Mabuza and, and, and the rest of the team is withdrawing from the Zuma case. You must remember, Pramak, that uh, President Zuma, former President Zuma has been telling us that uh, his current lawyers are, are representing him pro bono because he has no money. Um, he's been stripped naked. And you, we heard from the recordings of meetings with the NC leadership where he tells them that he's got nothing left, um, can't even afford lawyers. So the current development now uh, confuses us as to what could be behind this. Is it a disagreement uh, around the approach to the case or is it, is it because of that uh, judgment last week by the um, Supreme Court of Appeals, where they, the the courts ruled that uh, uh, President Zuma um, must pay back um, the 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 one that is the state has spent uh, for his lawyers since two thousand and six, um, and 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 that the state cannot um, pay for his legal fees going forward. And they're saying that the, the decision to 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 grant him um, such a benefit was. Um, unlawful, unconstitutional, mm. and invalid. And yeah, so it, it makes you wonder whether they, they were they were uh, banking on that ruling so that they could be paid for doing for representing President Zuma, or they had a fallout with President Zuma about the approach of, of the case going forward. So 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 the the, 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 the the cynical view also might be that this, this is going to come as a blessing for 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 Jacob Zuma that he, 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 it would enable him to to wangle another delay to the case, you know, by saying, "Look, my my legal team has gone. I need to find, I can't appear by myself. I need another to find another legal team that needs to be you know to, to be briefed." Of course, Bramaik. <laughs> Whether this is a blessing in disguise for President Zuma or it's, it's part of his um, delaying strategy, it, 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 it remains to be seen. Uh, but you are right. You are correct. It, it, it presents him with an opportunity to further delay the case because by the time they appear um, next month, uh, he will say, I, I, I no longer have l- l- lawyers. I need to, to get new lawyers. And, and it's interesting, Bramaik, if he would show up with new lawyers or he will show up at court and say, I no longer have pro- uh, any uh, legal representation. Uh, can I apply for legal aid? Or will he say he wants to represent himself? Uh, so we are all just waiting for that court appearance to to see what's going to happen next. Mm, mm.
And uh, just, just, just as a as a recap for you know because this case has been has been pending for such a long time you know uh, what 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 was it what is it about you know just briefly. So this case is an old case, Bramaiki. It, it relates to 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 the arms deal, but it also relates to kind of relationship that uh, that President Zuma had with his then former. Um, uh, former financial advisor Shabir Sheikh, and then there was a there was an allegation that, that uh, President Zuma was actually um, on the on the payroll of, of of one of the companies that were doing the bidding and and was receiving uh, five hundred thousand rand per annum, and there was a fax to that effect. Uh, the the debt uh, had some kind of an agreement to show that there was the existence. The existence such an agreement, and there was also payments from Sheikh uh, to, to 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 President Zuma, which included all types of payments that you can imagine, including car wash with ten rands. So it's a very old case. Uh, so President mm-hmm. Zuma applied for 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 state uh, assistance in two thousand and six uh, initially. Uh, when, when he was first charged, and 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 the, he had an agreement with the president that they were going to settle his um, his legal bills, and the charges were were then withdrawn, and then he applied again in 2008, and then from then on, um, the state kept on uh, paying uh, for for his legal fees, and and, and there are, there are different um, views about how much he owes the state. Um, the DA claims he owes about 15 million rands. The others will say it could be as much as 32 million rands if you go back to all the cases that President Zuma has been represented and, 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 sure. and had bills paid by the state. So if 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 uh, any of these numbers, whether we're looking at fifteen million rand or thirty-two million rand or whatever, then however many the millions are, it means that he could potentially be sitting with both a political problem as well as a financial problem, which which would completely ruin him. Of course, Pramak, he, he he's already dealing with a financial problem. Remember that he's still paying back um, that uh, 7 million rands that was loaned to him by the VPS Mutual Bank uh, after uh, the public protector found that he had benefited um, uh, from the upgrades uh, yeah, uh, yeah. At, at his homestead in Tandla. So now this is in addition to that. Now he has to settle a let's say 50 million rents bill and then politically is uh, against the ropes uh, his faction it's against the ropes within the ANC he's a man uh, who's really in trouble these days and and we, we, with him being out of power presumably there are not too many benefactors you know hanging around or coming forward to to bail him out <laughs> Yeah, a few months ago, there was a story coming from KZN about how influential people, including leaders, were no longer traveling all the way to Ghana. Someone posted that uh, people were now complaining about their tires, that um, their, their tires get worn if they travel such a long distance. Yeah, Bramike, if even with the tea parties, Bramike, that people have been going to Ghana, going to see him, well, you had Judas Malema, and then you had um, Kildama, but you didn't see like the powerful ANC leaders who are still very much uh, influential. None of them made the trip to Nkandla and, and, and even the top six, when they had to meet him, they said no, let's go to Lutuli House. He ended up not going there, they ended up having that meeting via Zoom. So he has lost a lot of friends and um, I, I saw um, today there was um, uh, a poster going around urging his supporters to donate money for, for, for to fight his legal battles. So he, he, he is really uh, um, in the cold right now. 
Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's go uh, to the other uh, topic of the week, you know, that again, which has been a long running uh, issue, the, the step aside issue in the ANC. Um, wh- why has it become such a prominent issue? You know, uh, the step aside issue is going to have serious consequences for either of the camps. Um, so President Ramaphosa is uh, believed to be um, uh, gunning for a second term. He, uh, these people are saying that he, he is keen on, on a second term. And there are people who don't want that. Um, um, there's, there's a faction in the ANC that feels that um, uh, President Ramaphosa is too close to, to, to business. Uh, they feel that under his leadership, um, uh, the, the, there's been a, 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 a page of, 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 of black executives, or especially in the private sector. They feel that black business is not benefiting as much as they want it to, to be. So they, they are saying he's not implementing um, uh, resolutions of Nazareth. Um, so that group would, would really fight very hard to, to, to make sure that Sirimapos doesn't get that second term. And for that group to succeed, Bramaik, uh, which, is, which is why Step Aside is such a, a hot potato, it needs Esma uh, Khashoggi to remain in office. And with, step, with, with this Step Aside rule, Esma um, Khashoggi is likely to be one of the of the uh, of, of of the victims of, of, of these rules because he is facing charges he's been charged formally by the npa and the rule mm-hmm. says that anyone who is charged must voluntarily step aside the position of secretary primark is very important in the anc it's it, it, it's the engine of of the organization is the person who, who runs the the organization on a day-to-day basis and, and and takes very crucial decisions that could influence whatever outcome if there is to be an elective conference tomorrow so you, you if you are fighting against the president surely you need uh, a, a secretary to remain in that office and that's what um speakers are banking on and that is why there's such a pushback to say you know if you are saying uh, people must step aside then everyone who's accused of wrongdoing must must also step aside and in the in the as you're alluding to earlier on in the context of the current state of the ANC uh, if you're saying everyone it it might knock out a whole lot of people you you might you might have very few people of influence left it's very funny because no one will be left there because what they are doing is that um so Ramaphosa's detractors are saying anyone who has allegations against them either reported or just allegations flying around. So what happened uh, leading up to that crucial NEC meeting, we saw stories coming out implicating uh, the president to some allegations of corruption. And then then you can see that this was um, a planned leak so that um, more and more people are then, uh, then develop that cloud over their heads so that when you say people who are accused must step aside, it should start from the top. It should start with the president. And then mm. uh, the other people in that house, you have allegations against them. You have got um, uh, the national chairman, Kwedema uh, Ndashe, who has allegations against him uh, at, at the Zondo Commission. You have um, um, uh, Didi Mabuza, a lot of allegations, books written about him. Um, you have Paul Mashatile, a lot of allegations, people throwing at him every now and then. Mm. And, and then we have Ace Makashul. So the top six alone, you could end up ha- having 
no one left there and and, and it would really collapse the organization and and, and i don't even want to go through the nec because there are a lot lot and lots of leaders who have mm. allegations against them so that was that seems to be the strategy but mike to say everyone must just step, step aside so that everything will collapse and it started so that maybe those who are pushing for for Ismail to step aside might just um, retreat and say okay in order for the unity of the organization no let, no one must step aside um let's continue and wait for the pro- court processes okay and 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 the, the 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 controversy has now reached all the way down to parliament affecting the chief whip of the ANC yes <laughs> Yeah, that's a very interesting story, Mike. Uh, yeah, so our, our colleague Andy Silva McKinnon um, um, wrote a story last week um, about how uh, the son of of of, of the NC chief whip, um, Pema Jordina, his name is Umkonto Wesizwe, actually benefited uh, from um, a PPE uh, contract uh, that was issued out by the NC caucus. Yeah, with everything that has happened you don't expect um, a, a chief people of the ANC uh, to do something so clumsy uh, with um, the PPE scandals in Gauteng and elsewhere having been in the news people having been removed from their positions people being suspended you don't expect the chief of the ruling party to 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 grant a contract, such a contract to 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 his to her son. She did it. She 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 gave her son a, a contract to purchase a, a, a just more than a hundred thermometers worth fifty two thousand rands. And um, initially, when we went to her office, Pramike, she, she they were saying, no, um, actually, we don't we don't need to go out to tender if it's if it's less than a hundred thousand rand. Mm. It was an emergency uh, uh, purchase. And you you ask yourself, it's an emergency purchase. Why look inside your house? Why don't find someone else who's a business person operating? Yeah, who, who's not who's not obviously conflicted. Exactly. But now now with this with this story coming out, there are groupings within the ANC who are saying, okay, we are, she must also step aside. And uh, okay. this is developing story. Pramanka will probably have uh, more on the story as the week progresses. Okay, and just, just just very quickly before we round off, uh, did you ever think that uh, you would live to see the day a member of the Premier League is suspended from the ANC? I, I doubt he thought he can ever be suspended himself. Um, Superman Mopelo was uh, was very powerful in in, in the northwest um, uh, during mm. the, the time he was he was he was untouchable during the time when he was uh, provincial chairman and, and premier and and i don't think he ever thought that it would happen to him but it did happen now now the the, the anc there you know that we don't have a permanent uh, anc structure in the northwest so there's an interim structure and it's the one that has taken the decision against mahuma Ma- Ma- if you remember pramike uh super Ma- Ma- was one of the leaders who came out in support of Esmakashule last week when he, he seemed to be defying an NWC decision and 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 um, Superman Mapelo came came out and said that Esmakashule's interpretation of step aside is 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 correct um which really is in defiance of what the ANC and national yeah. leaders have, have decided but Supermobile is going to be key, Pramike, in 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 Esma fight back campaign because even though he he may not be uh, occupying any 
position of leadership in the ANC in the Northwest. He's still very influential. He still has, um, he still has uh, relations with a lot of regional leaders and still loved by so many people on the ground because as, as, as Premier of the Northwest, he had control of resources and he was able okay. to use those resources to, 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 to gain some kind of popularity. Okay, I think I think let let's keep an eye on that because we've just about run out of time. Let, let's keep an eye on the Supra Mahumapilu story and see what happens uh, uh, to him um, together with, and and then maybe we catch up with it when we talk next time. We'll do so, Bra Mike. Thank you so much for for inviting me. Okay, thanks. Uh, that's 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 where we leave it for this week, folks, uh, on the Sunday Times Politics Weekly. Uh, and I'd like to thank my guests, uh, political journalist Mawande Amashabalala, together with Bongangonke Shoba, who is, of course, uh, the Sunday Times Politics Editor. And by the way, you can catch our podcast on Iona FM, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, stay safe, sanitize, wear the mask, and avoid crowded places. I'm Mike Siluma. Till next time.